0: Hey guys, welcome back to uh, Gilmia Talks well, again. Just letting you know this week's episode is a little bit different. Uh, I had to redub all my uh, questions because I was having some issues with uh, flat-out recording. Whatever happens when I do a paranormal show, the only time my little my little rig here goes all all wacky and records weird things and just my end of the podcast was not recorded that great so I wasn't happy with it so I just redubbed all my uh, questions so if you hear a little bit of a difference there uh, edited in so it's not not noticeable but you know me something happens I gotta tell you this week's episode is we have Danny on Danny is a psychic who I actually met Online and she agreed to come on and do the show and I really I will appreciate her come coming on. You'll notice I'm not using a last name. You gotta listen and find out find out why why I'm not doing that or not giving out socials or or anything like that this year, this week. But I do want to get in my advertisers real quick at the beginning here. Well, first thing I just want to say. Go check out Bats in the Belfry Art on Instagram guys. It's a wonderful page. I'm always I'm always looking looking at her stuff because it's phenomenal artwork and you know I'm a little bit on the nerdy side. Uh this week I saw Gem and the Holograms and Jazz the Transformer with Blaster on the beatbox with the I just, I just love that love that uh picture guys. Go check it out on Bats Bats in the Belfry Art on Instagram. You will not be disappointed. And guys, if you ever need any design work done, check out Solo Designs and tell Hayden that a sent you, because he does phenomenal work. If you need a T-shirt drawn up, if you need a logo drawn up, just throw him your ideas. He'll make it up for you. He is an amazing artist in his own his in his own right, and I think that's phenomenal. Go, go check out Solid Designs on Instagram. And the house is finally back in order a little bit. And I'm so happy I had my senses for the, for the week because moving everything around and moving everything was chaotic. The family was fighting. Me and my lovely wife wife were at, e- at, at each other all week because we were living in absolute chaos. But the house is mostly back together. I'd say we're 80% done. Still got a couple bins and... What nots to do but we're also taking our time putting it back because we're doing the purge and whatnot but go check out tabby lynn's Scentsy page because nobody wants their house to stink right and here's the the interview with danny hope you guys in, will enjoy it talk to you on on the back half
1: hi so first of all thank you so much for having me and uh for having an interest in psychic abilities. Um, Now, first off, I just want to start off by saying that um, although I know everybody can kind of relate to the word psychic, I try not to use that word too much because I find that when people hear the word psychic, they usually start to picture um, like a crystal ball and, you know, a dimly lit room with, you know, tables moving around and, you know, sheer sparkly fabrics hanging from the walls and entryways with beaded dangling strings. And that's really not at all even close to who I am or what I do. So um, when I talk about being psychic, I try to be a a bit more specific. And um, what I do is called empathy. So now empathy is a normal word that people use so hopefully people know what empathy means um, in the terms of psychic ability. An empath is someone who is able to pick up on emotions and intentions and through that they can get impressions on uh, people or spirits around them. For myself personally, I tend to actually have a Far, far easier time um, picking up on empath abilities with the dead instead of the living. Um, it's actually funny if um, <laughs> if you see me interacting with a, a living person, I tend to have a really hard time understanding why they would, you know, react the way they've reacted or um, understanding their their reasons for things. Whereas when it comes to communicating with people who have passed on it is infinitely easier for me which is so strange but um i can usually tend to be more empathetic and i i tend to understand intentions and emotions and can even pick up more details when i'm actually interacting with dead people than i can when i'm interacting with the living so that's kind of interesting um and Being an empath, uh, I can even sometimes if I get really lucky, I can uh, do a little bit more than pick up just their emotions and their intentions. I'll actually get impressions. So I might be able to tell, you know, is this a man or a woman? Is this a young person or an old person? Um, Out of the emotions that they're feeling, I might be able to pick up why they're feeling that way. Um, So that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, some, some other cool stuff, but, uh, you know, we'll get into that as I answer your questions.
0: Can you describe how you first realized you had psychic abilities? Is there any family, family history with this?
1: So as far as realizing when I started to have these abilities, it's not really a clear memory because as far as I can remember, it's just been part of me. So I've been able to do it basically my whole life. Um, My family on both sides, actually, my mother and my father's side, both have a bit of a history of having these abilities. So I like to think that it's been passed down to me. Um, It also seems to be much stronger in the females in my family. However, I think With my mother and even more so with me, it tends to be stronger. So even my brother actually has a little bit of of a psychic connection. But um, it turns out that I'm probably the the front runner of everybody. So um, uh, yeah, but as far as a specific memory, I don't have one. Um, I, I have like just memories from my childhood like any other kid except... You know, some of my memories from my childhood happen to have paranormal experiences in them. So, um, so, for example, some of the things that I can remember are, um, for example, at night, I, I was one of those kids who refused to go to bed. like, And my parents were exhausted, so they would go to bed and I would just be up. And that would be fine. I was quiet. Um, and I remember I would usually be the last person to go to sleep. And even though I was the last person to go to sleep, I would wake up in the morning and literally be so, so, so tightly tucked into bed that I really, really had to kick and punch to get the covers off of me. It was like tucked in ridiculously on all three sides. So that was crazy. Um, And I would, of course, ask my mom, I would be like, did you do this? Did you tuck me in so much? And she's like, heck no. No. So, so, you know, so there was that, um, other things would be waking up in the middle of the night and from my bedroom, I could see into my parents' bedroom and, um, I would often, even though all the lights were off, I would see a dark shadow of a man wearing a fedora who would just be standing in the doorway of my mom's bedroom and I always, Believed that that was my grandfather who passed away before I was born. He passed away suddenly of a heart attack, and it was a huge impact on you know my my mom and her siblings. And my mom was the oldest, and my mom was the only one who had a bit of a problem marriage. So I feel like my grandfather was there watching over my mom to make sure that she was okay. Um, other things were stuff like. Um, we lived in an apartment like seven stories up and, uh, I remember it was winter and we would keep all the windows closed because it's winter, it's freezing, (laughs) and, um, I had a a helium-filled balloon in my bedroom with the door closed and I remember, and I, I know this is true because my brother can also retell this story perfectly because he's eight years older than me, and, um, my door which was completely shut opened and the balloon floated out of my room into the hallway down the hallway so it changed directions came down the hallway towards me and just stopped a few inches from me so stuff like that um, was happening at a very very young age and so I grew up with it so for me It was never like, oh, my God, I predicted this thing. I must be psychic. It was always just something that was part of my life. So it was never really a defining moment. It was always like, oh, look, this happens the same way that you don't really give any special um, attention to the fact that you're right handed or. Um, you know, maybe you have brown hair and brown eyes. It, it's just a part of who you are, so you don't really, um, think more of it than that. It's just something that you live with.
0: Why is being a psychic important to you? Could you describe your journey into the psychic world for us?
1: I wouldn't necessarily say that um, being psychic is important to me per se. Um, it's, again, just a part of who I am. So, does it come in beneficial to me? Sure. I mean, there's tons of times where I've, you know, gone through something and my abilities kind of let me know that it wasn't something I really needed to worry about. Like, for example, um, I think it was a couple of months ago, I lost my credit card and, I wasn't worried about it. Like losing your credit card is something that you normally would be like, oh my God, I'm terrified. Someone has my card. Someone is out spending it. You know, my husband was freaking out. He's like, how could you be so irresponsible to lose your credit card? But I was like super calm. I was like, oh look, my credit card is missing. I don't know where it is. And, uh, but I wasn't freaking out. I wasn't worried. And he was actually getting really upset with me because he was like, how are you not taking this more seriously? and um for me it was like yeah i'm just i'm not i'm not concerned i think it's okay and lo and behold about i don't know how many months later because it literally happened two days ago my credit card just popped up (laughs) so um it was totally safe the entire time there was nothing to worry about it was in one of my purses that i haven't used in forever and it just Must have slipped out of my wallet and it was fine. Nobody had it. There was no fraudulent charges. Everything was okay. So, yeah. So, it's stuff like that where um, having this ability really comes in handy because it it can stop you from stressing out about things that you don't necessarily need to freak out about. Um, Also, stuff like um, knowing if I'm going to get a job that I want or knowing if a place I want to travel to is going to be safe or not, that kind of thing um, is where it actually can be really useful. But other than that, it's it's not something that I really build my life around. It's not the center of my personality. It's just one of my tools that I use to help me in my day-to-day life. Some of the things that I do that give me an opportunity to really flex my empath muscles is, um, especially around Halloween, I love to go on haunted tours. And um, I always warn everybody when I go on these haunted tours that I'm an empath. So it is not unusual for something to happen during those tours when I'm there. And, um... I'm going to try not to give any specific details because i do want to protect the privacy of the individuals who own the homes but um always like i said certain interesting things do happen like um there was one home that i went into and immediately uh from the moment i walked into it i felt this uncontrollable just sense of sadness. It was really, 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 really tough to ignore. It was this really thick, intense sorrow. And um when you know the tour guide started explaining to us the history of the house, I then was told that the original owner of the house was a woman who um was back in like, I don't know, the early 1900s I believe and um she had actually had a young child who went missing and was never found and she spent the rest of her life searching for this child so um yeah the sadness that I feel like I was picking up on was this woman another time um we were in a different home and we were asking questions and uh we asked you know are you a man no response are you a woman no response and then someone asked are you a child and it responded yes and then um people were trying to figure out what age the child was and as they were counting the numbers one two three four and no response And then as they got closer to the double digits, I started to feel my attention being pulled to a specific area of the room. And then all of a sudden I started to feel extremely drained. And as soon as they said nine, an item moved. So that's my way of thinking that that was them, you know, trying to indicate to us that they were a nine year old.
0: At Ruck Up Podcast, we take a little bit of a different approach. We take industry professionals from law enforcement, military, security, and outdoors enthusiasts all around the world, and we hear their story. So let's hear it. Attack or infiltration or suspected infiltration, and we have to be ready to... Uh, We're all re-
1: allegedly massacred by the, the Crown Prince, um, and I was there not to do the
0: thought I arrived in day after. Check us out at our website at... What spiritual skills do you have? Do you have any specific a or abilities that you would like to talk, a, talk a about?
1: So as far as my specific abilities, um, as I've mentioned, I'm an empath, so I can kind of pick up on emotions, intentions, um, sometimes further detail if I'm really trying or if the spirit is um, willing. However, I have also done tarot cards and palm reading, um, I try not to do them for other people too much because I find a lot of the time there's people who are really just trying to catch you in a mistake, and that's not really the welcoming energy that really works when you're trying to pick up on emotions and stuff. So um, I pick up on that right away, and it's literally all I can focus on. So it's kind of like I don't really want to do this for you because you think it's a joke. So why am I wasting my time? Um, But yeah, when a person is receptive, uh, then yeah, uh, I can sometimes answer questions. Um, When you do tarot, you're kind of supposed to have a specific question in mind. But just because you want to know something doesn't necessarily mean that the cards are obligated to tell you the answer to what you asked for. They might tell you something that they think is more important for you to know so you kind of have to be um understanding that you know it's not about what you want it's more about what you need to know um also you have to understand that the person reading the card is literally interpreting the cards so you know the cards you're dealt are the cards you're dealt If you ask me specifically, when am I going to get married, that I'm not going to give you like a specific answer. The cards are not going to say to me like in exactly three months and seven days, you're fine, the man of your dreams. That's not how that works. So um, you kind of just have to understand that, you know... (sighs) The psychic realm is not like a, it's not Google search. (laughs) So, um, you know, you're lucky if you get anything back, really. It's, It's not at your command.
0: Please share any thoughts you have about psychic being a special ability.
1: A lot of the times when I pick up on something, I'm really not even trying to. Yeah, if I'm concentrating, then it becomes a bit more intense. But, I mean, I would... Be focusing at that point so yeah my energy is going into trying to do that task it's kind of like um the difference between when you're mindlessly doodling in a notebook and when you're seriously trying to draw something that is of quality so if i'm just sitting there kind of not really applying myself then yeah maybe something will come through but it's going to be super vague and You know i might miss certain cues that otherwise if i was really concentrating and focusing on it would become a lot more obvious to me and i would be doing a much better job
0: how have your abilities changed over time as your own wisdom increased
1: i also find that as i get older and as i continue to practice i do get better and better over time so that's kind of interesting too i mean It's like a muscle, right? If you work it out, it's going to get stronger. If you ignore it, it's going to get weaker. So, you know, does that mean that if you don't lift weights, you'll never be able to lift a piece of paper? No. I mean, you're still going to have that ability, but it's not going to be able to, like, lift 45 pounds. You know what I mean? It's it's an ability. You need to practice it just like any other ability. And if you neglect it, then your ability is going to weaken.
0: What are your thoughts around everybody having a certain degree of psychic power
1: i absolutely think that everybody has at least a little bit of an ability even if it's underdeveloped there's so many times when just random people will make guesses about stuff why did you make that specific guess what is the impression that you got that made that specific guess come into your mind Sometimes we think it's coincidence, and you know what? Sometimes it is just coincidence, because you know what? Coincidences do happen. But you also have to consider the fact that sometimes you are spot on and the odds were really against you, and and why is that? Um, I think that there's always that innate ability that's in you, and yeah, we can write them off as coincidences, or we can say that there's some energy that you're tapping into that made you have that correct answer.
0: What are your personal spiritual views regarding the psychic realm?
1: Spiritual views regarding the psychic realm. Um, honestly, I I'm, i guess I'd be a spiritual person. I'm not like a super, super heavily religious person. Um, although I kind of just feel like there's definitely something greater than us out there. And... I 100% believe in free will, but I also believe in destiny. I think that some things are meant to be, and then it's up to us if we want to pursue that thing or not. I feel like it's kind of like, this is going to be a lame example, but one of those choose-your-own-adventure books where fate provides us with opportunities, and then it's up to us to decide whether or not we want to follow one path and go to page 36 or follow a different path and go to page 139. You know what I mean? So... I I really do believe that it's possible to have both. Um, But at the end of the day, I think there's something greater than us out there. I I have to believe in in some sort of existence after death, because if not, then what the heck am I communicating with? (laughs) Um, Now, whether there is a heaven or a hell or a purgatory or angels or... um, Reincarnation, you know, I don't have enough details to really make a solid judgment call on that So I don't know. I'm I'm open to um, Everything as an option and I Think that I've come up with a few theories, but um, You know, they're not that fleshed out yet. So I don't know if I'd want to go public with them
0: please share your most noteworthy personal metaphysical experience
1: Hmm. My most noteworthy personal metaphysical experience. Um, there's been a lot. I've already shared a few, but, um, you know, I mean, there's been a lot and I can't really say what is the most noteworthy because really that's going to be personal. You know, I mean, everybody's going to find a different thing. Interesting. I mean, there was a time once where, you know I, I looked out my window and I literally I stared at it for minutes so this wasn't like a flash but like I saw a glowing what looked to me to be like a little girl like floating up and down the street um, across the street from where I was living. There was another time where I had this dream I was sleeping and I and I had a dream where very very clearly I saw a little girl in uh, like a white dress who was covered in ash and she was in this really pretty very vintage house and as I continued to dream the house burned down and I remembered very very clearly the girl was like very upset and she was reaching out and crying and asking me for help and at the end of the dream I saw a gravestone with a name and um, a date of birth and a date of death And when I woke up, you know, I was obviously shook. So I Googled her and lo and behold, I found her. And, you know, the house was exactly the same. The name matched, the years matched, like everything matched. So that was like another thing that someone might consider noteworthy. There was another time when um, me and some friends visited uh, a house in our city that is known to be the most haunted house in the city. And um, the whole time we were there, the lights were turning on and off, and I really strongly felt that I was being pursued in it. And when we left the house, um, from the bedroom window where the person died, I could see these yellow eyes staring from the darkness down at us. And I actually took a picture of it. And I've shown that picture to tons of people, and it freaks the heck out of all of them. So, yeah, so, you know, again... That would be another time when something interesting happened.
0: <laughs> when do you avoid telling people that you're psychic?
1: Um, It's not necessarily a part of me that I avoid telling people about. And it's also not something that I'm, you know, super eager to tell people about. I mean, I'm left-handed. Uh, you know, I don't start conversations with people with like hey I'm left-handed you know and I also if, if someone notices I'm left-handed I'm not gonna hide it from them so you know it's kind of like that it's just a part of who I am and um you know if if it comes up in conversation you know I'll talk about it but it's you know it's not something I volunteer not just you know because I'm specifically trying to keep it a secret or anything but just you know it's sometimes it can dominate conversations and you know If it's not what we're talking about, then I'm not going to force the subject, you know. Um, But when people do find out about it, most of the time I'm actually met with people who are just generally interested and curious. Um, You would be surprised how infrequently people will ask me to do readings for them, which is great because I, I don't love doing readings for people unless I really feel like it. For one thing, it's because... First off it's not my job. <laughs> I don't I don't run a business out of my home where I have like the crystal ball set up and stuff like that. Like it's literally just part of my life, and um, I don't charge people for it. I don't. Uh, I don't go out of my way to advertise it. It's not my job. I have. A, I have a day job, so you know, it's not what I make my living off of. You know, no, no disrespect to people who do make a living off of it. Like God, that sounds freaking amazing to me because you must be in so much better control of your abilities than I am. Because for me, it's just as it happens, it happens. And that's totally cool. And if you're able to tap into it better than I am wicked, that is awesome. And honestly, I would love to go to a a, a professional psychic, I would actually do that in a heartbeat. If I, you know, found somebody who I really, really thought was credible, I would go to them because I would love to hear what they have to say about me. I'm super interested and super curious so there's no disrespect to them whatsoever but it's not my life so for me um yeah it's it's literally just a part of who I am um I'll talk about it whenever people are interested in talking about it but I also won't force the subject and um yeah it's actually uh, surprising how infrequently people do ask me to read them and that's great for me But, um, I think for a lot of people, it's just that they, maybe they're scared of what they're going to find out. And you know what? Maybe you should be, because if you honestly are asking me a question, I'm going to give you an honest answer. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, I don't sugarcoat stuff in real life either. So, um, you know, I'm not going to hide a message if the other side is trying to give you one and, uh, to spare any feelings or stop people from being afraid. If I really feel that there's something that you need to know about, I will tell them, um, but yeah.
0: When do you like to be very open about being a psychic?
1: It's uh, it's kind of neat. Um, there are people who sometimes are like, "Oh, you're doing tarot readings? Do do like a thousand for me?" And it's like, "Ugh, it's exhausting. I don't want to, and I'm getting bored now." <laughs> so so yeah, I do I do like it when when people just ask a few questions and then we move on with our day. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm always open to talking about it if people have. A genuine interest and um are actually curious and have decent questions you know then i love that you know it's it's fun to talk about yourself <laughs> right
0: what do you most want the public to know about you
1: Um, What I would want the public to know about me, I'm just a normal person who can do certain things, you know, I mean there's people out there who are really good at basketball and there's people out there who are really good at math and that's awesome, Um, you know, but it's it's just one of their talents and you know, I mean, I think all talents should be celebrated and you know, having psychic abilities is no different from that.
0: What star sign are you and what makes you typical of your star sign?
1: Um, My star sign is cancer, and I don't think I'm actually super typical of a cancer. I know that cancers are supposed to be um, super hard exterior, super soft interior, which, which can be true. But, you know, there's also that huge defining factor about cancers, which is that they're extremely maternal, and I don't consider myself extremely maternal. I have pets, you know, that I'm pretty maternal with, but, you know, I'm not... I don't dote on them obsessively or anything like that. So I don't think I really fall into the maternal category. Um, and And I do think cancers are supposed to be pretty empathetic. But again, I feel like my empathy works better with the spirit world than it does with the living, which is why I just have an easier time connecting with anything that's trying to communicate that way, which is fine. I mean, it... It's not, it's honestly, it's not scary. I think a lot of the time people are like, oh, they follow you around and it's super scary. And to be honest with you, I mean, not really. I'm They pretty much leave me alone. So unless I'm seeking them out, it, it doesn't really seem to affect my day-to-day life. So yeah, for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a normal person who just has this sensitivity that I tap into whenever, uh, whenever, whenever is convenient or, you know, whenever I'm interested or, you know, if whenever necessary, basically.
0: What is your general approach when reading people?
1: So you might have picked up on this already. My general approach when I read people is to not. (laughs) I prefer not to read people. I'm very selfish with my abilities. Um... If I do read someone, usually it's for my own practice more than anything else. Um, But yeah, because I'm an empath, it's really just intuition and it's really just feelings that I get. So, you you know, you could say to yourself, yeah, you're just taking a guess or you're, you're whatever. But it's like, yeah, I mean, of course, but where do those guesses come from, right? And if those guesses turn out to be consistently accurate, that's a pretty big convenience. That It just happens to always be right right so um yeah there is no real approach I just get a sense of the person you know I can tell right away if a person is honest if a person is dishonest if a person is genuine or if they're you know a fake you know I can pretty much tell someone's intention um you know so it's it does come in super handy and you know it's not always something I can turn on and off but you know, there is no real specific approach, you know, so it, it's really just a sense that I get from someone.
0: What can you share about your most fascinating reading to date?
1: Um, my most fascinating reading to date? Um, I mean, I usually use my tarot cards on myself specifically because if I'm making a really big decision and I want to know if it's the right move for me or what kind of an outcome I could expect, then yeah, I'll use my tarot cards. And, you know, they've really, really helped me actually to make the best choices for myself. And I'm really happy with where they led me. Um, However, there was one time a couple of years ago where it was around Halloween and I decided I was going to dress up as a fortune teller. (laughs) So I I packed up my my tarot cards and I went to a party and I literally did not get to get up from that table the entire time. Time. I was there for hours reading people's cards and it was exhausting and it got boring like super fast and I didn't even get to eat that night because like everybody kept like queuing up there was a line so I really couldn't I really couldn't do anything other than read tarot the whole night but um the only tarot reading that really stands out in my memory was this one girl and her husband. Um, they asked me if they were going to conceive a second child. And I did the reading, and I swear to God, (laughs) what I read was that they were having problems conceiving, but another man will enter the picture, and after he's in the picture, there will be another child, and that the child would be a boy. So um, now... I personally interpreted it as, you're going to cheat on him, and he's going to get you pregnant. (laughs) Um, But what I said to them was just that another man will enter the picture, and shortly after, you will have a kid. Now, that could be, you know, in vitro. I don't know. I didn't keep up with what they did after the party, but um, they now do have a little baby boy, so... (laughs) I don't know what happened there, but um, what I predicted did come true one way or the other.
0: <laughs> what do you want people to know about your services? How should new clients connect with you?
1: Um, what I would want people to know about my services is that I do not have any. This is not my career, this is not my profession. I do not have a website or an address where you can come to me for psychic readings. Um, I wish that I could visit someone who did because I would love so much to go visit um, someone who does this professionally. I would love to see their take on me. Um, I don't think my husband would approve. <laughs> so that's what's been holding me back all this time. Also, I'm scared I would get addicted to it. I'm scared that if I if I found somebody who I really trusted, um, that I would go to them like all the time. So... Yeah, what I'd like people to know about my services is I don't have any, please do not contact me. This is not my profession, I will not do a reading for you. Um, And how should new clients connect with me? They should not because I, again, do not do this as a profession. This is just part of my life the same way that, you know, being left-handed is part of my life. It's just something that I can do. It's, It's not the focus of my existence. It's not what I make my money off of um any of that so yeah please do not contact me for readings I will not be available (laughs) but thank you so much for um reaching out to me and you know asking me to do this podcast this is actually super fun and uh I really hope it was entertaining and informative and you know, not everybody has to believe in, in psychics. Um, it's super not required. <laughs> but, you know, it does make life more interesting. And, uh, you know, being open-minded is sometimes a pretty great thing. So hopefully everybody enjoyed this podcast and listening to me ramble.
0: <laughs> hey, guys. It's me Gium- again. I just want to say thanks for listening all the way through. I just want to quickly mention, go check out the the Rock Up Pod Aircast. It drops live every Thursday at, at eleven Pacific Standard Standard Time. You can go to, go check it out on Cast Castbox or go check out their website ruckupmedia.com. They're my my latest sponsors and the Rock Up podcast is geared toward military, law enforcement, security professionals, and outdoor enthusiasts all around the world. They talk with fantastic people in some of the most dangerous jobs out there and find out what makes makes them all tick. Rock Up podcast also h- helps support vets through DV, radio, and child rescue initiatives to help children around the world escape slavery. As you know, I'm a, I'm a father of four guys. And that really hits close to close to Reb home because I think children should be children, and their goal is to educate the masses on safety and pro, pro protection. Join the Ruckup podcast at www.ruckupmedia.com or Ruckup podcast on any of your local podcast apps. Personally, I recommend Podbean, but go check them out. Leave them a, a five five star review on. The Apple Podcasts reviews because you know what that really helps out every single show show out there and I just want to say thank you to Danny for coming on the show it was a blast blast doing the 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 interview guys and I hope a little bit of everybody learns a a little bit about a subject that not not a lot of us really really know about right and I just want to talk a little bit about the Ontario. Indie Wrestling Podcast Network. Go, go check it out. Google it. Check out the 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 Instagram page, the Twitter feed. It's on it's on Facebook, guys. Go check it out. Go check the website out. We're all a part of it. And there's a whole whole bunch of us now. We just started in early February, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And we're all helping each other out and i just want to say right here congratulations to George for making it George McKay from Straight Talk Wrestling he broke the top 100 wrestling podcasts. i'm so happy ha- happy for him congrats bud you you deserve it you've done all all the hard hard work and honestly you're in, in inspiring me to be a better podcaster and stay on stay on task a little bit be more more organized stay posting on the same day so people know when the show's going we're going to drop because this year I'm taking the, the podcast much more seriously it's going from my little hobby to um something that I I I just want to make it bigger and better and for everyone who who listens wrestling fans,
1: join me on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. We cover everything from the Ontario Independent Wrestling scene,
0: AEW, WD, and everything in between. We're available on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere you get podcasts from. Don't miss the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. It's your boy here, James, a.k.a. Ringside with Chops. Come follow me as I attend indie wrestling shows all across Ontario every weekend. You'll never know where I'll show up. Cuba, it's me, Elian Habanero, the host of the weekly Whisper YouTube show that drops every Tuesday on YouTube. Check me out. We talk all things 365 Pro Wrestling. Cuba! Alright guys, go check out, out my my friend shows. Uh, they're all part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling Podcasting Network. And you know what? I just love those guys' shows. I'm a fan. I'm happy to be a part of this with with them. And there's a whole bunch, bunch more. Those are just the uh the ones I'm, I'm shouting out this week. Love all you guys. Go check out my uh my buddy shows. And now, guys, it's call-to-action time. I would love every single one of you to go. Like, like the podcast. Go do do a review on, on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever. I, it's available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I have the website, gilmetalks.podbean.com. Go, go check out the show. Go give my my buddies from the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network some love. Go check out, out the shows. Tell them Gilmy sent you. And hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. Because you know what? It talking to talking to fun people and having having a fun time while doing it is always always fun. Talk to you guys in, in any in a week. Bye.